What's going on, everybody? I'm Jeff St. Pierre, and this is episode 92 of the Adult Education Podcast. This week, I'm hanging out with author Stephen Lloyd. Thanks for checking out the show today. I so appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen to adult education. This is a fun project for me that I do out of the love of conversation and learning. If you want to support me or the show, the best way to do that is to leave a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, if you like what you hear in today's episode, please share it with your friends, whether that's by telling people to listen or sharing via social media. Let the word spread about adult education. One of my favorite TV shows of all time is the show How I Met Your Mother. So you can imagine my excitement when I get to share with you that the next two episodes of Adult Education feature some of the men behind that show, Stephen Lloyd and Carter Bays. In today's episode, I'm speaking with the famed TV writer Stephen Lloyd. He's probably most well-known for being a producer and writer for How I Met Your Mother and Modern Family, but Stephen has been involved with many shows over the years. Well, Stephen is taking a step back from TV for a minute, and he's released his debut novel. It's called Friend of the Devil, and it's described on the publisher's website as, quote, a demonic detective novel best devoured in a single setting. Go on. (laughs) You'll hear me praise the book, particularly Stephen's writing style in the conversation we're about to have. If you're a fan of things like Deadly Class, Stranger Things, and maybe even a little Twilight without the romance, then this book is just for you. Hello, sir. I'm so sorry. I'm a couple minutes late. The the Opal app freaked out on my phone. So like they were, (laughs) I needed to like go back up and finish. You know, I I basically screamed for the last few minutes of that interview. But uh, (laughs) no, that's perfectly fine. I appreciate your concern. I know, I know days like this are crazy because you're jumping from phone calls to Zoom calls to whatever you got to be on next. It's like, it's a very hectic time for you. Um, well, Jeff, pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Yeah, pleasure to meet you too. I, I find it kind of funny that today I get to talk to you and tomorrow I'm scheduled to talk to Carter Bays. I think it's kind of funny back to back. That is very funny. We can both talk about our interviews and, you know, talk about who you liked more. Right, compare yeah. notes. You can compare notes. Right. Uh, do you guys have like a, a friendly wager or anything based on whose book do you think is going to do better? <laughs> <laughs> we do not. <laughs> and I am very grateful for that because I cannot imagine that being a friendly wager. Right, That's sure. It. <laughs> you know, it's just funny when I look back at, you know, how much you two have done together and then to find out that you each have a novel coming out essentially at the same time. It's just so funny how your careers have just seemingly gone down this very similar path for so long. Yeah, it was it was funny. We were actually out to dinner uh, like uh, um, I think it was like last October, maybe or something. And it was, well, what have you been working on? Well, I got a book coming. At you. Me, too. We just <laughs> discovered simultaneously that we're each. Um, writing a book and both, you know, uh, in the penguin family. So yeah. his comes out next month. Do you have any dirt for me to use against him tomorrow? Oh gosh, so much. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, you know, all about his, the wet work that he did in South America, but like, you know, that's, you know, the CIA yeah. you know, had to declassify that at a certain point, but you know, yeah. It's all over his Wikipedia page. I got it. We're good. We're good there. Yeah. Yeah. He's the inspiration for Sam in my book. So, yeah. Well, Stephen, I, I do really love your book here. And I think the thing that I love the most about uh, Friend of the Devil is how it starts right up. I mean, you get right into it in the first page. There's no, there's no like, well, we got to read 20 or 30 pages before we start to figure out kind of what's going on. You let some of that story develop as the action is happening right away. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. I tried to, uh, I tried to, bring real pace to the book. So, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that it was, you know, that it, that it kept you going. I think that's partly that's my TV instincts, which are just like, you know, you don't have room for side trips. You got to like keep the train running. So I wanted to make it 
you know, a, a, a page turner. Um, and I also, uh, you know, everybody loves this. Kurt Vonnegut has his rules for young writers and I, you know, I'm sure I'm gonna mangle it, but his first one is, remember that you are asking a stranger for their time. And I really try to keep that in mind. Like a lot of books that, you know, <laughs> you know, you don't, don't be too indulgent. Make sure that it's like, you know, moving, you know, that it, you know, that it keeps going. So I'm glad that came across. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of liked that. I was finding out more about the story and the characters. It's almost like I was overseeing a conversation happening. You know, like I was watching it from afar as it was going on, as opposed to it being, you know, gift wrapped and handed to me. I had to pick out the pieces almost like a mystery within a mystery. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. Well, good. I'm glad. And, and for me, too, I'm a painfully slow reader, but I'm one of those people that will try to read before bed. And I'll say, OK, I can do one more chapter. And for your book, the, the chapters are generally short, which I love. because, like, oh, I could do another chapter here. I can do more <laughs> than one chapter. <laughs> That's I fool you to keep reading because it's like, come on, you can get to the end of the chapter. It's only three pages long. Come on. Yeah. You do a great job at painting the picture with this. And I found myself often picturing the scenes as a movie or as a TV show. Is that kind of how you saw it as you were developing it? I mean, were you, were you having the same feeling? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, I'm just so you used to writing that way. I was definitely thinking of it visually. Um, I was imagining the actors in the scene and stuff like that. That's, that's probably how I, that is probably just how I, I write. Um, and I feel like it is a very visual, I hope, a very, very visual story. So I wanted it to be very, very vivid in the mind's eye as you're reading it. Oh, for sure. And I, I kept thinking to myself, I wonder if that's because you've spent so much time writing for visual mediums that the picture was so vivid to me as a reader. I'm thinking, I, I feel exactly, and it doesn't hurt that I'm from New England, so I can very well picture this school that you were talking about because I've seen so many of them in my life. But <laughs> it was just, it, I just felt like, I was in it immediately too. Like I could see what you were getting at. Oh, good. That's great. I think, yeah, I'm sure it, it, it's funny. It partly comes from having to think visually in, in TV and, and movies. It also is because they don't, they don't let you do that too much in TV and movies. Like I was saying, like nobody wants to hear you describe a crisp November day in your TV script. That like that's just going to get you yelled at at the production meeting. Like we don't care. <laughs> Exterior New England day. That's what we need to know. Moving on. You know, so it was nice to have the opportunity to get a little bit more, you know, lush with the with the with the prose and the description in ways that you just you just don't get that chance in a in a TV or movie script. Was it hard for you to break that habit? Like I think about my own personal experience. I've worked in radio for 20 years and we're always told less is more, you know, keep it moving, keep it going. When I started doing podcasting, sometimes I had a hard time not just letting guests talk, but just being comfortable with the idea that someone's going to go off on a two minute rant about something. And that's okay because the podcast is a long form conversation. Whereas on the radio, it's like, man, if you were talking for two minutes, I were already been booted off this situation. Like we can't do that. So was it hard for you to break that habit of your writing style, having that you've done it for so long in one particular way? Yes, that's a great question. And my editor really helped me there because I, I do think, you know, in TV writing, as in radio, like you got to, you know, there is no room for side trips. It's you got to, sure. especially on the shows that I worked on, Modern Family and How I Met Your Mother, we were packing a lot of story into 22 minutes. And so you had to like, there was no room for anything. It had to go, go, go. And um, my editor said, you know, you can open this up more and, and should. It's a 
book and in a book people are going to want to see a little bit more interior life they're going to want to see a little bit more you know as he said like you can get your you know get your writer jollies a little bit more here in terms of like you know have a thoughtful um uh uh comment on you know uh whatever's going on like you know laura is one of the characters has a long you know you know description where she's you know talking about her her life and many of the characters do and that it was hard for me to do that at first without feeling like oh am i being like self-indulgent is this boring or whatever else but you know trying to find the balance between no this is you know you're trying to develop a character and make people interested in these characters that you're then going to do really horrible things to <laughs> or you know <laughs> um and not going so far that it's like stopping the pace of what should be a thriller page turner i picture your case being the first one in history where a writer gives a piece to an editor and the editor goes you're gonna have to give me a little more <laughs> <laughs> I, it might be. I think a lot of them, yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, some writers, and I, I don't know where they get the energy. Yeah, the ones like just plunk down a four thousand page manuscript to the editor's desk and say, "You find cuts." And right. It's like, well, um, yeah. But I, you know, and it probably is my you know, TV training. Like, anytime I reread anything I I write, I just want to cut. I want to cut. I want to make it just tighter and and leaner, um, because I just wanted to to. To move and and sometimes I have to make sure that I don't do that so much that it just ends up being, uh, you know, that can hurt. You know, ultimately, if you if you don't give the reader enough insight, they don't care what's going on. So it's just trying to find that balance. Content-wise, in Friend of the Devil, it was a little bit of a departure for you too. It would seem, given that most of the work you've done in TV has been on you know comedies, like you said, Modern Family, How I Met Your Mother, things like that. So now you're going into this more you know darker noir, if you will, with vampires, witches, whatever, like there's all this stuff going on. When I was first, I'm like, well, this seems like a very different thing. Why'd you choose to go down this path? I've always loved it. I mean, like uh, uh, Harriet, one of the characters in the book, I was a D&D nerd. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I gravitate towards fantasy and speculative fiction. Um, and so really wanted to, those are the kind of books, those are among the kind of books that I, I love. So I really wanted to um, take a crack at that. Um, and I also really love, uh, uh, noir, big Chandler fan. And that informs Sam and the sort of hard boiled, you know, private eye mm -hmm. aspect of the book. Um, and I wanted to see if I could mash those up. Yeah. I like it. There, there is, there is humor, there's sarcasm. Sam's personality I find to be very entertaining in some uh, ways. Uh, and I was like, okay, well that there's that, there's that comedy writing, like it's subtle, but like sometimes you're like, okay, like you find yourself laughing at some of the things okay. he says, even though it's like dark, you're still like, okay, so that, that's a good one. <laughs> right. Well, good. Yeah. And this is your first novel, right? It is my first novel. So I guess my question too is why, why do a novel now? Like what was it about the novel that you were like, this is my time. This is where I need to stop and do this and take a step back from other things. I, I just wanted to, yeah. I mean, I really, and I don't even think I thought it through that thoroughly. I mean, I was really just coming home after work and working on it in the evenings because it was fun. And I just wanted to explore this character and it just turned into what was first basically a short story that didn't even have Harriet in it. That was just Sam. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, uh, my editor, uh, Mark Tavani uh, at Putnam, 
um, said, you know, I really like this, but it needs to be longer to be a book. And um, then that's where Harriet came into it and then developing the ending. So it, it sort of, it developed over time, but it really started just with just like a, a hot, like a fun project at night where I was just sort of sitting down at the computer and writing a story. I, I don't think I thought all the way through of um, what was going to happen. I will admit I'm about halfway through the book right now, almost exactly at the halfway point. So I have not figured out how it ends yet, but I have to imagine given the character development that I've already read so far that there's plans for more down the line. Am I correct? Uh Yes. And I do not want to spoil the ending. Sure. I hope you will be very surprised by it. Um, but uh, there is a big twist at the end. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think it would be, uh, I would love to write a sequel and I think it is set up for, uh, for possibly more. And I, I normally hate to ask this question of people, but given your background in TV and entertainment, are you thinking about uh, taking this from the page to the screen in some way? I'm biased, but I think it would it would be great for that. I mean, I think it is very visual. It's got a lot of action. You know, it it all takes place mostly in one location. Yeah. So line producers love that. <laughs> it's very you know yeah yeah what yeah. set up the trucks you're done. Um, so I would love to um, I would love that. So you know we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I I would certainly be on board. I would say that much. Certainly not the same thing, but one of my favorite shows that came out in the last couple of years that only got one season, and I think it's such a shame, was a show based on the, um, I guess, the graphic novel's Deadly Class. And hmm. reading this, again, not by any means the same story, but it, it kind of gave me a similar vibe. It's set in the 80s. You've got this sort of darkness, this different these different things going on. And I was just like, man, I wish that, I'd always wish that show had gotten more. And then when I started reading this, I thought, well, this could be the next thing to whet my appetite if we, oh, if we were to dive back into something like that. Because there just has a, there's a similar feeling to it, I guess is the way oh, I'm Oh, wow. Get. <laughs> well, good. Well, I hope you're right. I hope I hope we can make that happen. Well, Stephen, I know you got a live TV thing coming your way here in a couple of minutes. So I'm going to let you go. But before we do, is there a place that people can go if they want to follow along with you or find out more about the book? Um, sure. Um, they can follow me on Instagram. I, I wouldn't say I have a scintillating Instagram <laughs> feed. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty new to it. Um, at the real spiny Norman is my handle. Um, but uh, it's uh, available wherever books are sold. Great. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And great book. I can't wait to finish this and see how it all wraps up. Wow. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. It was a pleasure being on your show. Thank you to Stephen Lloyd for his time today. I really did enjoy this book, and he was right about that twist ending. I like that too. A Friend of the Devil is available wherever you get your books. I'm going to have another episode of Adult Education for you later this week, and that one is going to feature the creator of How I Met Your Mother, Carter Bays. I look forward to sharing that conversation with you. Until then, thank you for listening, and be well.